Plimer. Are your songwriting goals leading you toward failure? Is your goal of having a number one hit song actually hurting your chances of getting that number one hit song? There is a better way to achieve more songwriting success, and we're going to talk about it today on The Climb. Johnny, do that thing. (laughs) Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business because folks ain't gonna be the diamond in the rough that's gonna be plucked out of obscurity by the record label and turned into a household name no you're gonna have to create a small business for yourself you don't need anybody's permission but you got to do it yourself and that small business depending on how big your small business is the bigger it gets the more leverage you get that's what it's going to take to work with all the people that you want to work with. That's why we call it the climb, CLIMB, creating leverage in the music business. See what we did? That's a backronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's also an award-winning songwriter, hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, top tens in Australia, top tens in Texas radio, number ones in Southern gospel, knocking at the door of CCM. He's got stuff going on. He's on fire, this boy is. And he wants to help you, the songwriter, become professional like him by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he will connect you with the pros. You can reach Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. It's complicated, but Johnny's smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs. Just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up? Man, imagine how loud that room would be if there were more than one of you. So many stories. That's why God only made one, and then he broke the mold. So much hair product. It's amazing. (laughs) God God made me, and he was like, whoa. We better not. We better yeah, put this in the break. Write down what that what just happened, boys, and make sure that never happens again. There are not enough Janelles in the world. Yeah, that was, listen, I'm perfect. Don't let anybody know I made this mistake right here. Yeah. There are not enough Janelles in the world to handle that. So, yes, yes. So my songwriting goals are going to get me in trouble. They're going to get my way. Yeah, they just might get you in a little bit of trouble. So I can't wait to hear how you work through this one. It, it is, it's a tricky thing, right? There are goals and there are a little spoiler alert. There are core values. And sometimes our external goals are not as important as our internal goals slash core values as far as charting our success. So I'm sharing the thing that th- what got me on this kick was life experience. Yes, but also the wording for it. Some of it came from Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris. He's the guy that wrote The 4-Hour Workweek. Okay. And I've been working through this book, and it's really interesting. We'll talk about it more. But, yeah, good stuff, man. Yep. All right. Well, let's take care of a little business. Make sure you join the Climb community on Facebook. We want to see your bright, shiny faces. Mm-hmm. That is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. 
you have to ask to be let in because it is a private group, but we let everybody in as long as you're a real person Mm -hmm. and not a salesman of some sort and not a hooker. You know, we just, we have rules. Right. I mean, you can be a hooker. Just don't bring that to the climb community. That's, that's, that's a different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can hook, we're not judging, but we're saying you just don't like, this isn't your crowd, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a hooker, that's an artist. That's a nuance that we'll accept. We just about the music part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stick stick on the music part. That's right. But um, you're gonna want to, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll let everybody in, and then you're gonna want to put your new music on the Monday posts in the comments section of the Monday posts, which is New Music Mondays. You're gonna want to put your wins in the comments section of the New Heights, which happens every Wednesday. You're gonna want to put your gigs on the comment section of the post that happens every Thursday called Gig Alert. Mm-hmm. So we want, like, we're gonna shower you with love and affection, tender, loving care, and unless you put your stuff in the feed, and then we're going to shower you with Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Keep it happy and appropriate for everybody in the feed. That's right. stuff like articles about like, hey, Spotify has a new way they're paying out. What's going on? Like we talked about last episode, that kind of stuff is perfectly appropriate for the main feed. We encourage it. We would love to have that. But if it's like, hey, I'm playing at the uh, Shake Shack yeah. with Kevin Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters on Thursday in Pomona Beach. And Larry Limo and the Lug Nuts is opening up. You don't want to miss that show. Yeah, then I'd like that's giggler right there. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, we got some wins. Let's let's. Uh, what, what do we got? Who we got? Who we got? Yes, so we have a couple wins here, and let's see here. We celebrate our climbers. We don't care what the reviews say. <laughs> That's how much we love you. Exactly. Y'all. We want to shout you out. So, climber Bill O'Hanlon says, "I got my latest BMI payments. More than doubled my last quarter's income. May that trend continue." Those sync placements really make a difference, plus some BMI live payments coming in since I do so many songwriters rounds. So congratulations, Bill, on that. And also on taking the time to put your set list and your stuff into your BMI live payments because that they don't know that you played Live Oak or the local or whatever. If you don't tell them, and they don't know what songs to attribute that to, if you don't tell them. So Bill is taking the time to do that, so he's seeing the return on that. So I love when my co-writers do that. I love that. Good job, Bill. Because then I get paid on it too. So if any of my co-writers are out there listening, be sure and put in your BMI and your ASCAP money, your live stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So congrats, Bill. Let's see what else we have going on here. Andrew Neal Climber says, my song Runaway Train has hit almost 70,000 streams since its release. Though this is not huge for me. It's a success. And lets me know folks are listening and Andrew includes a link to Spotify. And so awesome. So he's getting paid because he's over a thousand streams this year. And congrats, Andrew. And y'all can go there. And we love seeing links to your music if it's related to a win in the New Heights segment. So that's perfectly cool and appropriate. So rock on, y'all. Keep on climbing. And say something while I go get my coffee because it's finally ready. <laughs> right. I'll be right back. Well, um, how is he going to spin this here? How is he going to tell me that my values? There we go. Or my songwriting goals are getting in the way of my songwriting goals. Yes. That's just, it's just double speak. <laughs> so, yes, this is from a book, Tribe of Mentors Bart, by Bart, 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 do you mean Bart? <laughs> this is this. So this is from Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week, just a bunch of stuff. So this is a big, like, I don't know, suckers, like, I don't know, 600 pages or something. I'm about, it's huge. And so I just, 
kind of piecemeal kind of go through tastings little and what it is it's short life advice from the best in the world it's a bunch of interviews with the best in the world at what they do yep ask them the same kind of questions it's sort of just a collection of their answers to interesting questions and so this one is from let's see who from terry laughlin who uh is a coach for total immersion swimming so anyway he's just like high bar coach figured up a new way to do this and he's he's killing it doing that so it says the question is and and a lot of the everyone's asked this question but this is one asked to him he says what advice would you give a smart driven college student about to enter the quote-unquote real world what advice should they ignore and so this is uh this is terry's answer he said i would ask a smart driven college student to examine what it is they are driven to do are you driven to achieve in an intrinsic or extrinsic goal several years ago i read an op-ed an op-ed in the New York Times that described a study of 1,000 West Point cadets who were followed up for 14 years. Mm -hmm. So followed up with them for 14 years. They were asked as first-year cadets to describe their career goals. Those who cited goals intrinsic to being an outstanding officer, developing excellence as a leader and communicator, earning the respect of the troops under their command, they went on at a much higher rate to earn commissions as officers, extend their service beyond the five-year minimum, and gain early promotion to higher ranks and report a high degree of satisfaction with their army service. So all good things, right? Those who cited extrinsic goals, meaning earning promotions and gaining status, were less likely to earn commissions and early promotions or report a high level of satisfaction, leading them to terminate their service after the minimum five-year period at higher rates. So they were not as successful as the first group. Mm -hmm. He goes, the same will apply in any field of endeavor. If your highest goal is in incremental, patient, continual learning and development in critical skills and core competencies, you allow recognition, promotions, and financial rewards to be a natural result of the excellence you attained at core competencies. You will be far more likely to experience success and satisfaction and perhaps even attain eminence in your field. Mm -hmm. All right, so breaking that down. So basically... 10,000 New York Times, 10,000 West Point cadets followed them for 14 years. The people that said, I want to be a better communicator. I want to earn the respect of the troops under my command. I want to develop excellence as a leader. They had more success than the people that said, I want a promotion. I want this kind of external thing, right? Yeah, they were, they, they were saying, one group of people was saying, I want to be a better craftsman. I want to be good at my job. I want mm -hmm. to be great at my job. I want to learn all the nuances of my job and excel at each one of those and be a student of the game. And the other ones were like, I want all the trappings. I want all the results. Exactly. It's, it's what I've talked about a bunch with songwriting pro that there are two kinds of pros. There's the internal pro and the external pro. Mm -hmm. So the, the internal pro is a person that has the mindset will think like a pro, write like a pro do business, like a pro, right. Is doing those things on the inside. They may not have the accolades yet, Right. Mm -hmm. But they're operating like a pro. They think and they act like a pro. The external pro has the trappings. They have the stuff on the wall behind them. Right? They have the, the stuff up getting streams on, you know, millions of streams on Spotify and they have the publishing deal and they have the notoriety where you can look at them from the outside and go, oh, yep, there you go. That's a pro. And both are good. Right. Mm -hmm. But I say you'd become an internal pro before you become an external pro, because becoming an internal pro is what allows you to become 
an external pro. Yeah, I, I was going to say that external pro is also an internal pro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you didn't get those things on the wall without being an internal pro first. <laughs> Kind of like all catfish are fish, but not all fish are catfish. You know, all all external pros are internal pros as well. Although not every internal pro will get the trappings, but it's a prerequisite. So I think, you know, so the external is a platinum records, number one, all that stuff that other people look at and go, you're a pro. Internal pro, they may not be able to see that. It's not as readily apparent. You don't have the, like after Monday morning church got cut, it was my first cut, Alan Jackson. My middle name for quite a while was, he wrote Monday Morning Church. This is Brent. He wrote Monday Morning Church Baxter. And it was a great, it was a great middle name. It's a great calling card. It's a great business card. And immediately for people to go pro. Now, the week before word was out, like even after it was in the can, but I couldn't tell people yet because they wanted to wait for Alan to like release the word or whatever. I didn't have that calling card. I was just as much of a pro the day after the news come out as before. <laughs> But I was an internal pro because, like, no one could look and what's he, you know, you have to look more deeply. Go, how's he operating? What's he doing? What's his work ethic like? It's harder to see. Yeah. So I think what you said, Johnny, is a great way of saying those people were interested in the craft of being an excellent officer. Yeah. And not focused on the trappings, on the external rewards of being an excellent officer. Not as, they're not aiming at the rewards. They're aiming at becoming the type of person who will earn that reward. Yeah. And that's what I want to dig into today. It's like, there's nothing wrong with wanting a number one song. I want to collect them like Beanie Babies. That's fine. Yeah. I want all the number ones I can get. So one number one or 50 number ones, but let that be like your overarching maybe vision or mission. 50. 50 number ones. Yeah. It's not... Let's not maybe make that the goal. Let's let's make some better goals. Let's look at some other ways we can do this. I said we start by considering the type of person who earns number one singles. Right. So even more than how do I get a number one single? It's like what type of person gets number one singles? And then you internalize those things, make those your goals. And I would say really more like of a core value than a goal because I like goals that are measurable. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I'd say, well, you know, one little thing I'd nitpick at this thing from a tribe of mentors, he talks about intrinsic goals, like being a better communicator, earning respect. Well, how do you measure that? Yeah. It's not time, you know, smart goals. They're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're realistic and they're time bound. So they have like a deadline. Mm -hmm. So I would have trouble calling these qualities a goal, but I would call them a core value. Right. Okay. Because it's something that is not as measurable. It's like a little vague almost. Yeah. It should be a goal. Like, have I reached this goal? There's a million ways to become a better communicator. Maybe the goal would be one of those specific ways that you're going to be. Mm -hmm. You can have benchmarks, right? And goals along the way. But really what's going to get you there are your, your core values and who you become. Yeah. So let's start by considering the type of person that earns number one singles. What characteristics do they have? And I would say that person writes like a pro, they do business like a pro, and they connect to other pros. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, that sounds familiar if you're around the songwritingpro.com community. <laughs> wow. That all makes Dude, sense. That's a recipe for success. What do you know, <laughs> huh? Who knew? He says as he takes a sip from his songwriting pro mug. And stares into the camera. That's right. So what leads to writing like a pro and doing business like a pro and connecting to the pros? So I would say 
let's replace the I want a number one song goal with I want to bring massive value to every co-write. That's as a core value. Mm -hmm. Let's replace the number one. Number one's out there. That's fine. How am I going to get there? My core value. I'm going to get there becoming by becoming the type of person that earns number ones. What type of person is that? So we're reverse engineering and go, well, that person must bring massive value to every Mm co-write because that's what they do because they do it repeatedly because you never know what song is going to hit. So it's how you do everything, right? So then I would ask, okay, how? How does that person bring massive value to every write? Mm-hmm. So you're backing it back another layer. Well, saying, I will pre-write, meaning I'm going to work on my craft. I'm going to study the craft. I will practice. I will listen in the co-writing room, like listen to my co-writers and not just like plow over them. I'm going to listen to what they have to say and respect the people in the room. I will bring a positive vibe to the co-write because nobody likes a downer. Right. There are people I have to get like, ah, I can't be in that room. Why? Because they spend too much time complaining and it's a negative vibe and that's bringing me down. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. So that's poison. Mm-mm, stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Another thing is I will show up prepared and on time or early. Like I will respect the room. I will respect the people in the room. And so these are like core values. And these are core values that that I have as a writer, that I'm going to bring massive value to the co-write. Mm-hmm. I'm going to conduct myself in a, in a professional manner. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to make it a habit of connecting to pros, growing my professional relationships. Like these are core values. So again, these are core values instead of like goals because I can't really measure some of this stuff. But what other core values can make you a person who has number one hit singles? I will become a person who consistently seeks out and builds new business relationships. Like, how important is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people are have written that number one who are like, I still don't know anybody in the business. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not. It's just, they showed up in my front door. They said, we heard you might have written a number one song. You're like, I, I, I did. Here's the demo. Yeah. Thanks. I'm sorry. What was your name? We'll get back to you. (laughs) No, doesn't doesn't happen, right? You're going to, you make it a point to get to know people in the business and you may not be able to go, well, how exactly does that lead to a number one? Well, that's the type, that's the quality of a number one songwriter is they get to know other pros and they're continually working on their, you know, the old school way of saying it would be their Rolodex, their contact list, the people that they're friends with. I mean, I was listening to a um, man. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Jesse Frazier. So you might know him as the DJ Telemetry, or just a songwriter who's had twenty something number one singles as a writer. Oh wow! And how he was getting to know people when he first came to town, and people would introduce him like, "Hey, there's this guy Chris Stapleton that didn't have much going on yet. Wow, he's great. Let's write." Or, "Hey, there's this girl Megan Trainer that she's eighteen. She's coming down from the Northeast. She's super shy." But she has a cool voice and like, oh, that's right. Hey, there's this guy. He was either Dan or Shay. Oh, is an R&B artist coming in from out of town. And they kind of made this island of misfit toys and they wrote together. And then later, you know, the world changed and they're all massively successful. Making relationships, Jesse was making those relationships, right? Yeah. And and it comes to pay off. And now he's had 20-something number ones. I mean, that's the thing about consistently building relationships. I was listening to another podcast with uh, Trainee Anderson. She's on Heart Like a Truck. She's on the new Lainey Wilson song, Wild Horses and Wildflowers. Mm-hmm. 
she moved from Texas when she was like 18 years old. And she, at the time, you know, she, she really didn't know anybody and just getting her, trying to get her feet planted on the ground. She joined the, the yep, like Facebook group or whatever. It's a young entertainment professionals. Mm-hmm. And she posted a song was like, Hey, I'm here looking to make friends and co-writers. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know anybody just moved to town. And she's like 20 something people. I think maybe commented on there. She was, and I went and like had coffee or hung out or wrote with every one of them. Mm-hmm. That didn't just happen. That was intentional. Right. Yeah. So think about the qualities of what makes for the type of person, because it's not about if you want to reach the goal, you have to become the type of person who will achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. That's the thing that's going to move you there. Another quality of a number one writer or core value is I will become a person who doesn't give up when I get discouraged. And notice I said when, not if. Right. There is no if in that sentence. Right. When you get discouraged. Don't give up. That's a core value. I'm going to keep on trucking. Yeah. Because discouragement's coming. That's fine. It's just part of the part of life. We all get punched in the face and other places that are even more sensitive. So you just can't give up. You just got to keep on going. I mean, there. I was talking to my buddy Aaron Goodman the other day, and we were in a write, and he said he was in the studio, and, and somebody was in there that like looked familiar. He's like, I know that guy from somewhere. And the guy was like, hey, Aaron, it's me, so-and-so, like, yeah, I was like an intern at a studio like 15, 20 years ago or whatever. And Aaron's like, oh my gosh. And they both had that moment of like, we're still in it. Yeah. We're still doing this. We're still in this studio. All right. (laughs) 15 years later, you know? Yeah. And you know, I know Aaron's gotten punched in the face a bunch and I'm sure that other guy has too. But the thing is, don't give up. Mm -hmm. That's the core value. That's the quality of a person that's going to stick around long enough to get those number ones. And can I weigh in on this little sucker right here? Like, Heck Yeah. Like, okay, like I just came out of the other end on this, right? So what we're trying to do in music by breaking artists digitally and creating that repeatable pipeline, mm-hmm. right? That's just reliable. That, that we, If we do this, 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 and this, there's lots of nuance to it, but here's the framework. We can go from here to here for sure with this amount of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've done that in the corporate world. Right. Mm-hmm. We've done that with the corporate world. My number one client, right. Stidham financial, like started working with that guy in 2020. He was a killer before he met me, made a million dollars in 2019. Went totally on board with me, totally digital, doubled it in 2020 during the pandemic. Boom. Selling life insurance. Okay? <laughs> I guess it was on people's mind, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So the, in the way we did it, we set up this marketing infrastructure. We run ads that send traffic to, a webinar. And when you register for the webinar, you're put into a funnel and there, that funnel is how we create relationships because this is, it's all, it's really about retirement planning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So nest eggs, right? It's like really important. Like people need to know who you are. Well, we've done four or five webinars, boom, 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 boom over the last three years. They're all rocking. And then this last one we put online, man, I mean, dude, like this guy loves me. Like seriously, like just, I'm not lying here. They called me and asked me how I would feel if they took out a life insurance policy on me <laughs> because they've like straight up. This is true story. We, cause we've abandoned every other way of marketing. Like you're the way, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and they're like, if, if you get hit by a truck, you're going to screw up my business for like a year, you know? 
would you be creeped out by that? Can we do that? And I'm like, sure. You know, like, I love that. And that was like a huge badge of honor for me. Right. Yeah. And then right after that, the fifth webinar goes online and nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't mean like underperforming. I mean, like in the beginning, complete effing failure. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the ads are working. We're driving traffic to the webinar. 2000 people have visited the webinar registration page and not a single person has registered. Okay. And I'm like, what the F, you know, like what? And I'm panicking and they're freaking out. You know what I mean? And they're always behind me. You know I mean? They, they never, they never lost faith. I had a crisis of faith yeah. <laughs> in myself. You know, you talk about like when you're going to hit that top, like it happens. Like even when you know what the hell you're doing, it comes and you're like, well, I, have, I fixed it now. I fixed it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it took four weeks of a lot of different kinds of crap, switching stuff around and doing this and doing that to finally get it to work. And now it's pumping. It's doing what it's supposed to do. But I mean, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Like, I can't, I, this isn't repeatable. Like, I can't do it over and over again. Like, they're, they're going to get rid of me. Like, mm-hmm. panicking, like, like total, it was like a failure, but it's just those things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not a question of if, you're going to get knocked off your horse. You're going to get knocked off your horse. And sometimes it's going to be violent. You know, (laughs) this one was violent. Right. Yeah. And finally the question is like, how are you going to get back up on it? Right. Like how are you going to persevere? That's right. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Like, you know, human man, totally human, like didn't work. Now it's working. Yeah. But it wasn't before. And I didn't know why. Man, I, I was talking to my wife the other day after my last Nashville trip, there's, Plenty of times I've definitely gotten discouraged about songwriting. And I mean, there are times I got discouraged about, there were times where things got rough. I had to go take a day job. And during that time is really when I started Man vs. Row, which became Songwriting Pro. And we started the Climb podcast during that time when I was just having to squeeze it in the cracks of day job and having kids and adopting and all that stuff. And, you know, you had to talk me out the ledge plenty of times where I'm just like, I don't know how I can ever get back to a creative life. Like, I feel like I'm going to be stuck in sales the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but just didn't quit and would publish the next blog, publish the next podcast. And there were years there where I didn't write very much yeah. and then finally make the leap. And then God's like moved to Missouri. I'm like, that's freaking 500 miles away. I'm just trying to get my feet back on the ground and the creative side yeah. and not going to move 500 miles away. And and I remember rolling out in that U-Haul and I knew it was the right thing to do because it was very clear that God was saying to do that. But I'm like, what is this leading to? Like, if you had told me when I was driving that U-Haul across the Mississippi that, hey, here in a couple of years, you're still going to be working for yourself, still doing songwriting, pro writing. Guess what? In 2023, you're going to write over 100 songs. Yeah. Which you hadn't done that since you had pub deal. Yeah. You're going to have X number of cuts out, right? Yeah. You're going to be talking to these publishers and they're going to be setting you up with rights and with artists and you're going to have a song on a freaking Grammy non- nominated record that you haven't written that song yet. It's not an old one. You're going to, you're going to write that song. Yeah. And it's going to get on a record that's nominated for a Grammy and all these different things. You're going to have more number ones. Yeah. You know, you're not, most of your number ones are ahead of you. Dad gum. Yeah. And that happened grace of God. And I didn't quit. Yeah. But there's plenty of times I get discouraged, but I was just looking at that, having just a moment of, of just gratitude going, Wow would not have thought that. Like if you had told me that the day we packed up that U-Haul, I don't know if I'd have believed you because it seems so far off. Yeah. And I'd been to the mountaintop before. 
And it seemed like, it would have seemed like pandering if somebody told like, you that. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're moving out of Nashville and you're going to write how many songs? That sort of thing. Yeah. And didn't, but that's the quality of somebody who, who writes number ones. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't get, fine, get discouraged. Get back up. Keep going. Yeah. Another thing is I will, I will become a person who schedules my songwriting time and writes a lot of songs. That's the thing. Songwriters write a lot of songs. And again, going back to that Jesse Frazier interview, I think that was the Get Real podcast with uh, Caroline Hobby. And, you know, he was talking about, oh, if you write, you know, 200 something songs a year, which is a whole lot. Most people don't write that. But if you get one, if you write one hit a month, that's 12 hits in a year, you'll be songwriter of the year every year. Right. <laughs> so the the fail rate is is really high, but you got to write a lot of songs to get there. Mm-hmm. And so one discouragement, again, kind of going back to that is, yeah, most months you won't write a hit. You're not going to write anything that gets cut, but you keep at it and you write a lot to put a lot of darts on the board because we don't really know what's going to hit and what won't. So it's doing it again and again and again. So the kind of person who writes number ones will be the, kind of person who schedules their songwriting time doesn't just wait for inspiration and they write a lot of songs. Yep. Another thing is I will remain humble and teachable. You know, you're talking about getting knocked off your horse. It's a lot harder fall if it's a high horse. So you want to be humble and teachable because that's how you're going to get better. There's that. And we may do a whole episode on the Dunning Kruger effect. I think we've talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the, the less competent you are, the more competent you think you are. Yeah which explains politics so well, but <laughs> yeah, the people that are more in academia, yeah, <laughs> the people that are more competent tend to basically they did this Dunning and Kruger did this experiment where they gave all these people a test and they had them after they took the test before they saw the results, had them gauge their, what they thought the results would be. The people who did the worst oh, way overvalued how well they think they did. The people that did the best undervalued, what they thought they did or undershot what they thought their score would be. So, and it works in all areas. So basically the people that have no clue what they're doing, don't even know that they don't know anything. And so they way overvalue their competency, their talent, their ability, all that kind of stuff. Whereas the people that are learning and know kind of what's up, they know that they don't know everything. And so they tend to be more humble. So you want to be humble and teachable because not only will that help you not get on that high horse, it's going to actually help you learn because you do have more to learn. I think one thing that saved me is there's kind of this dual tracks. Like when I first started writing songs, I remember sitting on the hay bale with Tim Meitzen in a field in, in Arkansas by the White River at 3 a.m. writing songs and playing songs. Going, man, this stuff's just as good as the stuff on the radio. It was not. But we did not know that because <laughs> we did not know how much we did not know. There's a healthy amount. There's a healthy amount of disillusionment required. Yeah, I was totally in the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I had no, because we didn't know what we didn't know, right? We couldn't even see that deeply into it to see the difference between our beginner little cute songs and masterpieces. And that's fine. That kept us going, right? We were encouraged by that. But also, thankfully, like, I was humble enough to go, I want to learn. I want to get better. Yeah. And so the totally, you know, did not know where I was. I thought I was professional level and I wasn't, yeah. but thankfully was humble enough and teachable enough to keep learning and hungry to learn enough that eventually I got to a professional level that I thought I was at on day one. Mm-hmm. 
So for you, you want to stay humble and teachable. I still want to be humble and teachable. I was talking with the publisher about this just like last night. He was going to go to a thing where Doug Johnson was speaking. <laughs> and he was like, there's something there I want to learn. And he works with Doug, you know, and he's a peer and he worked. He's been in the business a long time, but he's like, I'm still going to learn. He's still hungry to learn, which is why he's still in the business. Yeah. And so you want to be humble and teachable as well. Another core value is I will encourage my co-writers and music industry friends. Like for me, that that's a core value. I want to be an encourager. I want to encourage my my friends. So I look for those opportunities. It's taking a little bit of training to not just be all about myself, but to sincerely applaud them and celebrate their wins. So I look if there's somebody has a new release out. Am I a writer on it? No. Hey, but I don't care. Happy release day. Mm-hmm. It has more exclamation and heart emojis if I'm a writer on it. But even if I'm not, but my buddies are releasing music, I want to celebrate them. If they have a win, I want to celebrate them. One, because they're my friends and I'm sincerely happy for them. Mm -hmm. But also, it's just, that's the kind of person that's going to get number ones because that's the kind of person people are going to want to be around. Because, oh man, that's so-and-so. He's an encourager. Brent's an encourager. He's a good vibe in the room and I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that. And some days you need that. Some days you're feeling a little discouraged and you look forward to getting to that other person. That's just like overwhelming positive energy. Cause you're like, I need to like, you know, Janelle and I talk about this, like in terms of relationship, right? It's just a way to quickly get a gauge on somebody mm-hmm. like for the day, right? I'm talking about for like the measurement for the day. Yeah. Like if we both know something needs to happen, right? Like food. And there's a day I come home and she's just like, not, all there. Something's off with the energy, yeah. you know? It's like, it's like, where are you at right now? She'll be like, I'm at like 20%. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm at 70. I got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's days when I come in and the last thing I want to think about is doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's been a rough day. And it's like, I'm at like a 10%. She's like, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's the way those rooms work, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you go in there and you've scheduled it and you're going to show up and you're going to prepare, but sometimes you can't just always be the life of the party. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like some days are better than other days. And and when you go in there and when those other people know that and they're going to be there to, to get you and you got them, mm-hmm. there's a trust that develops and that's, man, that's part of it. Yeah. And they're going to be there when you are down. And one thing is, yeah, if you're bringing a positive energy, if, if a day is just a crappy day, yeah. you've made deposits in that fund with your buddies that they're going to be there. And now if every day you're showing up like Eeyore, yeah, it's just just another day to them. It's like the boy, the crowded wolf. Oh, he's yeah. always negative. So I don't yeah. care. I can't <laughs> hear this anymore. You're probably not going to be in those rooms. That's right. <laughs> anyway, That's right. anymore. But I just want to encourage you all to think about what are the core values? What are the qualities of the type of person who will accomplish the goals that you want? Whether it's like, I want to sell out stadiums or I want to be on stage at the Ryman or I want to win songwriter of the year. Whatever your goal is, think about what are the qualities of the person that accomplishes those goals and achieves those goals. And that is where you need to start is going, I want to be that type of person. Yeah. So what type, what are the qualities of someone who writes a number one? Oh, they get number one. They go to number one parties. No, 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 no. That's a result. No, that's not the What's quality. The that's the result. What's yeah. the input that gets the output <laughs> that you want? And you need to work at building in those qualities into your life and the way you do business. So you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and connect to the pros. And so start there, and that's going to help you get where you want to go. Yes, keep an eye on the on the prize. Like, yes, I do want another one, number one. I mean, I look at that. I want to I want to rack up number ones. So that is a thing. Yeah. 
but you know that's kind of more the where I'm aiming. But the approach, like it, it, if you come at it from the approach that you're talking about, mm-hmm. then the intrinsic will help get you through. Yes. When the extrinsic is failing, right? When you really have one of those bad days of doubt mm-hmm. where you're like, God, I missed a cut mm-hmm. or I didn't get, or, or you just, you know, some days you just wake up and you're like, I suck at this. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Who am I fooling? Right. You got imposter syndrome. We all have that. Mm-hmm. But then when you go back, it's, it's the basics of, of that. Like, it's what I loved about like Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a hall of fame, a hall of famer quarterback, you almost never saw Brett Favre hand off a football, right? For those of you guys who like watch football, pay attention to the quarterbacks here, right? Hand off a football to the running back and then throw a fake pass Mm -hmm. after he hands off the ball because somebody's not going to catch it. You know, he's going to draw, he's going to create a stutter step in somebody in the defense by doing that potentially. Yeah. Maybe it almost never happens, but when it does, it's good for another couple yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just a fundamental thing that he does mm-hmm. that like you don't see a lot of people do, but it's like you watch the fundamentals of it and that's what gets you through because when you start feeling doubt, you're like, well, tomorrow I'm just going to wake up and do the same thing I did yesterday. Yeah. And it's going to be another day. He's like, I didn't get that cut. They didn't single that or whatever. But you know what? What I can work on is being the type of person that gets a number one, so I can still work on writing today, yeah, and encouraging others, and doing that. I can win at that. Yeah, or maybe you woke up today and you didn't get, you didn't make that publishing relationship, or you didn't get that deal that you thought yeah. you were going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you can still go back and be like, sometimes it's good to look in the review mirror a little bit and be like, okay, go back a year mm-hmm. and look at what the grind that you put yourself through. You know, are you a better songwriter? Yeah. Like the stuff I wrote this year, way better than last year. No. Okay. Then guess what? Progress. Like you haven't hit the competitive bar yet, maybe, mm-hmm. but you're well on your way. Yeah. And you're on the right road. You're on the yellow brick road. You yeah. know what I mean? And now all you do is keep walking just one more step, one more step, one more step up that staircase of faith. Yeah. You know, you can't see the top of the stairs. I mean, every day when I do my song title habit and I'm right. I've missed one day in like a year and it makes me mad that I missed like it was a travel day or something and I forgot to do my title. And there's one day I've missed, but if every day feels like a win because I'm a person that, Oh, I'm a person that comes up with song ideas every day or titles every day mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. That's who I am. It's part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Come up with titles all the time. I write a lot. I'm the kind of person that encourages people and reaches out and has relationships. And you know, you start internalizing those things to be that person and those successes are a byproduct of who you are. So work on becoming the type of person who has those type of successes. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what? I, I want to have Tim McGraw's abs. Well, guess what? You need to be the type of person that Tim McGraw is, which is watch what you eat and work out a lot. <laughs> Six hours a day, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, I don't want it that bad. That's but real. It's like, that's real. <laughs> you know, it's like if you work on becoming the type of person who does that, I'm the type of person who works out a lot and watches what they eat. Yeah. That will get you, maybe not Tim McGraw, you know, who knows, genetics and stuff, but it will get you further. Mm-hmm. So work on becoming the type of person that will, will get those successes. Hey, and if you want to write like a pro, if you want to do business like a pro, and if you want to connect to the pros, I know a place that can help you. It's songwritingpro.com. It's, it's a website. It's a community that I host and 
Shepard, hopefully as well, and bring in other pros to help you write like a pro, do business like a pro and connect to the pros. You can get details. You can hear from some of our members' wins. People are are getting cuts through the community and making publisher relationships. All kinds of good stuff is great. And I just got, well, that publisher I was talking to last night, he called me to tell me that he listened again through all the songs that came through a, a members-only event. The on hold in the top 10 songs, it was listened to them again. And we talked about some of the songs and like stuff is happening for people, right? We're creating opportunity. Yes. You can get details at songwritingpro.com. We'd love to have you drop by. So that's what I got. Love it, guys. Well, that's good, man. I like that. I like that message. Heck yeah. I like that message. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. This is where we're self-aggrandizing, like that guy said in the bad review. <laughs> the three-star the three star review, the sort of bad, kind of not so bad review. Yeah. Like, this is kind of like, not my good, solid, but not mind blowing. Like, you know, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, this is where we promote ourselves. We're great at this podcast. We don't mind telling you. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, this podcast <laughs> exists because we want you to win. So, keep on climbing. <laughs> and we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.